With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jokic behind his back. What a taste like, Jokic. Consider. Wow. Murray's got it. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pickaxe Pundit Show. I am your host, Zach Mikosh with DenverStiffs.com. You are listening to the Denver Stiffs Podcast Network. And it is, uh, well, it is a gloomy Monday, uh, if you're a Nuggets fan at least. That is because the Denver Nuggets are now on a three-game losing streak. It was a tough week all around, uh, and they got another tough week in front of them. To talk all things about it, I am bringing in none other than Mr. Gordon Gross down in Colorado Springs. Gordon, what's happening, buddy? Not much. Just uh, recovering from the weekend of the the Nuggets ruining both my Friday and my Sunday. So, uh, (laughs) other than that, it's fine. That is it. Yeah, like it. um, There's just uh, there's just tough losses. Well, they're close, too. Like, if 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 it was like a complete blowout, you could get mad about it early and be done. You're like, they were never in this game. (laughs) But right. but this whole three game losing streak has just been like, just get a stop, just get a stop, just make that bucket. Oh no, the other bucket. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh, been just bad. Uh, yeah, every time. I mean, they've come, they basically come down to the buzzer every single. Uh, it's been what three games by night. eleven points or something? So yeah, it's been right. It's been bad. Right. Yeah, and that Nets game was a little bit of a. They extended a little bit. They were right at the very end. But uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I want to talk about uh, it's Like I said, it was a rough week. I think it was a rough week for the Nuggets <laughs> overall, which is funny because they started off They started off so great with beating Boston. Yeah. Jamal Murray scores 48 points. Up to the point he had scored 48 points, everything was going great for the Nuggets. And then he takes that three-point attempt at the buzzer. Of course, karma. he misses it. Yeah. Right? And then, well, then, and then Kyrie and the whole nonsense of, of, of that going on then like a day later you hear about Nicole Jokic he gets fined uh for using the phrase no homo uh during a Chicago Bulls um post post game press conference it was weird because that was like two weeks ago now uh and then after that there was kind of a whole uh, bristly bristly period or moment before the uh, what was it before the the Brooklyn game and then, then of course, the Nuggets drop that game pretty much in somewhat heartbreaking fashion. They then, of course, follow that up two days later, dropping the game against the Milwaukee Bucks in similar fashion. So uh, we're going to break all that down, and then we will turn we'll turn our our attention at least towards uh, towards next week. Maybe there's a chance for things to look up. We'll talk about how the Nuggets got to uh, maybe need to step up on the closing of this home stand, and then we'll close out the show talking about. The Pelicans, that's how we'll close out this uh, this upcoming week. Make round two against the New Orleans Pelicans. Another team who started off hot but has, has struggled as of late. So I want to get 
get into them and figure out which one of these teams might be real and which one might not. And that'll do the show. So let's not delay any further. Gordon, let's talk about it. Like you said, karma for maybe for Jamal Murray and the Denver Nuggets. He he takes the shot at the buzzer after after an, an amazing performance. What what was kind of funny is he started out. I mean, he was he was hitting shots all night long, but he really started out actually kind of struggling as well because it was like it was a uh, alternating possessions. Right, he either was nailing a three or he was turning the ball over and just right, a really yeah. really bad pos- turnover. Um, <clears throat> figured that out, and then and then and he, I mean, he carried the team to the win, no doubt about it. He was the reason they won that game, uh, outdueling Kyrie Irving, who had a had a pretty good, big game himself. But of course, then you know he throw or he he um, he takes a shot, he misses it. Kyrie throws the ball in the stands. Uh, there's this whole it like ends up becoming like a two three day long story. What do you think? I mean, knowing now in hindsight, looking back at the whole week, is it is it you look at that now and say? Man, maybe that was kind of that was kind of a distraction that they had, and uh, and and that really set the tone for for this three game losing streak. Potentially, I. This has been such a strange week. Mm-hmm. It it's just been when you watch how the Nuggets were playing, they've been doing so much hero ball. Um, you uh, you had Murray doing the hero ball. You had. Um, Jokic in after the um in last game doing the hero ball. Uh, the amount of pure nuggets spread them out and shoot offense hasn't been there, and so guys have been trying to do it on their own. This is not a team built for that, man. It's it's just not. Right. Um, and so. When Jokic passes the ball to Murray for that shot at the end of the the Celtics game, or uh, at the end of the um, what game was that where he passed up the? Tell me out. Oh, that was the Memphis game, right? Right. You're talking about. Yep. Yeah. 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 So there's there's times where people are trying to be too unselfish, and um, you know, Joker passes the ball off, um. Murray, you just don't have them shooting correctly. They don't. They aren't willing to take the shot, or they're trying to do everything themselves. They don't have a middle ground. There is no middle ground. They're either overpassing, or they're completely ruining the offense with like one-on-one nonsense. Um, tonight was actually like a good middle ground. Everybody shot, man. Everybody was shooting fine. Um, in the against the um against the Milwaukee Bucks. But just watching this offense struggle and heave and having the wrong players on the court at the wrong times and ball security, and it's just been a really weird mess of a week. Like, everybody woke up on the wrong side of the bed on Monday and just nothing's gone right since. Like, just those days where nothing goes right. You lose your keys and then you're late to work and then you left the stove on and... It's just been that week for the Nuggets, man. I I can't even say that one thing snowballed it. Like maybe it was this fine from for Jokic. Maybe it was I don't know what it was, but no, nothing has looked like they're in sync for the last three games. Right, right. Yeah, it's um, it's just funny because you're right. It's like a really weird, just a bunch of different things 
you know, I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's you, you have these weeks, and this is this has just been a tough one for for Denver. And it's funny because it it started, like I said, really with with uh, Jamal Murray taking that shot at the end of the yeah. Celtics games because. Then you think about it, what happened. So, all right, so then the next day, well, obviously, so then Kyrie, after the game, uh, is talking to Mac. Of course, he throws the ball into the stands. Right. Uh, the, then the next day, he's still talking about it, uh, and they ask Jamal about it. And you think about it, that that wasn't even the end of it, because he throws the ball, and Kyrie throws the ball into the stands, and this this story about how this kid ends up getting it. You know, Altitude Radio does, like, a story on the kid. Oh, yeah. And then... Like, they're going to trade, and they have a trade, like, a few games later, right? The Friday game against Brooklyn yep. uh, for the ball. And, and it's, like, all this off-the-court nonsense. And some of it's good. Some And, like, I'm not saying it was a bad thing what he did with the kid, of course. But it, it's just, like, it's not focusing on what they need to do on bas- basketball. And so it's just weird, kind of a weird way to that that they to start the week with, with such a high point. But then at the very end of that... Um, it kind of it kind of starts this this whole distraction mess that lasts for you know a whole another five days, right? what, and that's kind of that's basketball. The downside to it. Basketball is such a it's such an emotional game. Like if you when you go out and you play baseball, for instance, you will or hockey even you will actually find people tell you that um, hockey players and baseball players are the two players that don't freak out too much about wins and losses. There's always another game. There's always another play, way to go. There's, you know, sometimes you just get unlucky because they're usually low-scoring games. You know, you, you, most of your shots on goal aren't going to make it. Most of your swings aren't going to turn into hits. Like, they're used to failure. So the most even-keeled players tend to be baseball players and hockey players. NBA players are not even-keeled, and they usually try to find emotion to drive the game. Um, Michael Jordan looking for, you know, locker room fuel for guys who said one bad thing about him five years ago and he has to go out and ruin them today. (laughs) Like that's, they're looking for that sort of energy that it's a very, um, high paced game, lots of shots, you know, lots of chances to do it right or to do it poorly. Um, and so when you get these, these other energies involved, when you get this other emotion, when you have Jamal Murray defending himself against... Should I have shot the ball? And you have Jokic defending himself against something that he said in another language offhandedly that he didn't think was a big deal and is a big deal. Um, you run into these these things that are, are not get up, go to practice, eat right, go to the game, do my shoot around, go shoot, go play ball. It, you get out of your rhythm. You get out of what it is you need to do to stay on that even keel, especially as a young team. The Nuggets are, what, the second youngest, third youngest team in the league? Like, this is still a very young team, and it hasn't had a lot of fame yet, and it hasn't had a lot of national spotlight yet, and those things are coming. And as they come, uh, when you play the Celtics and it feels like a playoff game, you know, the game against um, the Bucks felt like a playoff game. You know, you right. you have these regular season games that are just chock full of emotion and energy and these are the games that aren't just show up on Tuesday night, get cheered by 8,000 fans like they did two years ago, right. you know, and, and just go out and do your business basically like a practice walkthrough in a, in a near-empty gym. This is not what Denver has now, and this is the atmosphere they have to get used to, and the bring-it-every-game intensity and the focus on the, the details, do sweat the details intensity, and so far they've been young. They've been young. Right. 
right? Yeah, exactly. There, that's a that's a great point. They're getting they're getting new exposure, and I mean, they had this great start nine and one. Everybody's talking about them. They're on you know national TV on all the the different shows with the pundits, and and it's it's all very new. Uh, really to this entire team with the exception of maybe a guy like Paul Millsap. You right. know, he's, he's really the only vet. And, of course, Isaiah Thomas as well, but uh, he's not playing out on the court right now. So that maybe and – that, and that's kind of, I think, somewhat you can explain the response, I guess, that that we've seen. Because, you know, I mean, moving on, obviously, we all we all know what Jokic said. Um and like, I mean, let, let me clarify for from my stance at least. Like, I I do not at all one hundred percent think that Nikola Jokic is homophobic or was trying to offend people or or was trying to do um, be offensive to to anyone or or, or say anything uh, other than make a dumb joke that just went went horribly horribly wrong and it, and it went wrong because he like you said it, it probably wasn't it's not his first language he he on all in all likelihood did not understand uh, the implications of what he said and none of that makes it right like none of that none right, of that doesn't absolutely. make it offensive or any or or make it okay to say or anything like that but the the intent is is not there the the he gets he gets fined because that's you have to find him. You can't not find him. You've already set a precedent of finding guys before. You find Roy Hibbert uh, for the saying the exact same thing. Then you find him three times as much. Granted, he also dropped uh, he also dropped an f bomb on reporters. Uh, yep. Uh, so there there was that that went into it. Uh, but so you can't you can't find one guy. You know. What three seasons ago, or probably more? I think it's like four. Maybe like five it was, or six it was, it was seasons. Four, it was four seasons ago, I think. Four seasons ago, and and then now come out and say, oh no, no, like this is okay because he didn't he didn't understand what he's saying. That's not how it works. Nope. You know, so you find it, you find the act, you don't find the intent. I don't care what you were trying to do. I know what you did, and right. so we're just finding you for the thing that you said. Don't say it again. Right. It's very black and white. Right. I mean. It, you say, if you say it, you're fine. That's that's. It makes it easy for discussion. the NBA, and it means you don't have to have a special case investigation every time somebody you know decides that they're going to say something that uh, should not be said. You just find them, right. and you understand that the rule is: you say that, you get fined. Right, and then the, I mean that's that's how most uh, contract agreements and that stuff like that work. Correct. Just, if I if I'm a, if I'm at work and I drop an f bomb on the floor. I expect to be called into one office about that. Like that's just what's going to happen. Um, right. Those are those are what you expect from a workplace, and this is a workplace thing. Um, you know, it's not joking around with your friends. And I think sometimes that's where, um, unfortunately, Jokic makes mistakes because he's a very funny guy and he likes being a funny guy. Right. Uh, the more right. jokes you make, the more likely you are to have them one fall flat. It happened on Saturday Night Live, you know, last week. Um, right. Uh, it, these are things where you say something and you're like, "Oh, I'll be, I'll be funny," and in the moment, and it's not funny. And uh, if you'd had time to think about it, you wouldn't have said it. So, right. uh, I don't have a problem with the fine. Uh, it, uh, it looks like uh, Jokic is is playing more like himself on the court. I don't know how he's he's feeling about the fine because he's flat out gave a no comment about it. Um, right. But 
I would just like the Nuggets to focus on their on-court stuff after this. This has been a weird off-the-court week with Jokic or with uh, Murray taking that ill-advised three. Which, by the way, yeah, he should definitely not have taken that. But <laughs> that's just uh, it, there are unwritten rules, and that happens to be one of them. If you are already beating a team and you have a personal mark you're trying to get, uh, don't chuck up a shot at the end of the clock. Like. Just let right. it go. When it's over, when they're it's done, over. like if they're if, not if it's gonna within, foul if it's you, within, you know, then, five points, yeah. you take that shot. If you're gonna get, you know, if you need the points to catch up, you take that shot. You know, right. if you're not, then you don't. If you're gonna win the game, you take the victory over the personal mark. That's the team over individual. That's just how it goes. Right. It's uh, yeah. You can't. Well, the thing is, though, is it was fifty. Uh, I know. Uh, you know. Like, um, I know. No, but. Circling back, circling back to Jokic, the the thing the thing that that disappoints me about the entire situation is not uh, is not necessarily. I mean, like I said, I don't think there was there was intent behind what he said. Nor am I disappointed about the fact that he got fined. I understand how all that plays out. Right. What's disappointing is is the reaction uh, afterwards. You know, because. You see you, the, the the press conference, and and, and he he decides to say no comment, which is which is a, a, a gaffe in itself. You know, it, it's it's making a follow up mistake because uh, the 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 thing to do is to just come out with a statement, apologize for what you did, say you say I'll never do that again. That was totally unacceptable, and and then you you address it right then and there in that press conference. Uh, and you're done, and it's over with, and you move on. No argument. I, I think that's where his agent let him down a bit. Like, that's the job of your agent is to put you in a better position. He should have had a statement ready. He should have been told what he should have been able to say. They should have released right. something. Like, that's just – you want your guys who are looking after your off-the-court business to help you out with those sorts of off-the-court comments. Right. It's a sort of – it was a really weird – it's just a weird situation for them right after it happens and after the story breaks and you got – I mean people are talking about it on radio and stuff for – for they don't make a statement – and then, and then he's available at shoot around. You know, the next the next day, it's it's almost the reverse of what what you would normally expect to see, right? And you would expect for them to release a statement. Even, yes, you know, he doesn't. He could he could refer back say, to hey, the statement. He's not. Yeah, right. And he's saying, and or just saying, hey, he's not going to be available tomorrow. Right. Here's his statement on on, on the fine and, and on what he said, and he's not going to be available. And that would that would have been like suffice. That would have probably been the best. An easiest way to deal with it. Um, instead, it's just a, it's just like I mean, here we are still like talking about it, and it it, it appears. I mean, I guess now you, now we just move on and we just say, all right, well, okay, and, you know, I guess that's that's just that's just that. I we'll hope just, this we'll is the just... only time. First off, that it comes up, and I hope this is also the the learning experience for again. His agent doesn't have anybody who's a hundred and fifty dollar, hundred and fifty million dollar man like face of a franchise like that guy is is Jokic like that's right. who he is um i i would hope that if anything ever comes up like this again that they that they are more ready to handle the spotlight because again this nuggets team is not used to the spotlight they've been under the spotlight for a long time very under the radar so uh, i understand there are growing pains but if this was new york like it, it, people would be getting demolished over this and it's not. It's it's just sleepy Denver, and the Nuggets still aren't the big story here in town. But learn from this, do better, especially if anything like this ever comes up again. 
Right. I, I, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't agree more. That's, that's exactly it. I think, uh, and I think we spent enough time uh, on it. So I'll, I want to move, I, I want to stay, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with the losing streak uh, though, because it's, uh, it's tough. Uh, so of course, after this happens, then, then the Nuggets, they lose, they lose the game uh, to the Grizzlies. They they lose the game to the Nets and yeah. then they follow it up with the Bucks. Uh, the Grizzlies game, of course, is the weird one where Jokic uh, takes well, he takes one shot at, at the buzzer, uh, which they miss, and then they follow up the Nets game. They all right. I don't like to blame games on the refs, and I'm not because this one was almost it was they at, there was a lot of bad calls. I thought both ways. But, like, that was one of, I mean... It was one of the poorer ref games I've seen in a while. Right. Right. Exactly. It was... And it, and it hurt the Nuggets. And, and it hurt them in the I, last I, two minutes. I mean, if you look at the last two-minute report, that. it hurt them a couple of times, again, in the last two minutes, where you're like, nope, missed that call. Nope, missed that call. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate those stupid last two-minute reports, man. I they really just make do. me angry the second day. I'm exactly. like, now you've made me angry about this for two days. Well, it's like, oh, I pushed you down in the dirt. Well, I guess I'll I'll kick you now while you're yeah, down pretty there. Much. And I, but but it is what it is. I, give me a give me a. I mean, what do you think with the Brooklyn game was that? It was that that is a you know it was in another game. They they get off to the really really bad start. They come back and then and then they they it looks like okay they they got to turn around they're gonna hang on. And then they just completely they, they break down. I, you know the thing I, I I really didn't like, and that was on the last, uh, basically on the last play there. Gary Harris really aggressive. I cannot believe um, he went for that steal, man. Like if you go for that steal, you'd better get that steal. And right. he did not get it. Lost position allowed a straight line drive to the basket with barely any seconds left. If you're not going to get the steal, you better foul that guy so you have enough time on the other end to get a shot up. Like. Once he's by you, it's over. It's just just a poor planning. Almost, I just it, right. there's been a lot of that recently. Is poor weight game execution, poor understanding of what you need to do on this play, and what Gary needed to do was I understand going for the steal. You know, you if you get the steal, then you win. But you live by the door, sword, die by the sword. Like they died on that play. Like that was the play that ended them because they they simply couldn't recover. There was no way. Um, that anyone else could get in front uh, of Karis LeVert before he won and, and made that shot in the lane. Um, because you've given up position because everyone else is spread out because we all know it's an ISO play and uh, it's going to be one-on-one and you've given up position. Once you lose it, you can't recover it. Um, exactly. It was just, it was for a guy who's a very, very smart basketball player. It was a very silly basketball play. And the, the thing I don't, because it's not like, here's the thing. I mean, Karis LeVert is, he's, He's shooting like, I mean, he, he's like 30, 33% or so, right, from, from three right. point. He's not, he's okay, he's not, he's, he's a little bit below average, but he's not a guy you're, you're game planning for right. on, on these threes on the last shot. You know he wants to you get inside. You know he's going to drive, yeah. Yeah, so why are you, why are you playing him up tight like that all the way out at the half court line? It just... It, it it doesn't make sense to me. I did it was it, out of all the the points in the game. I, that's the one I look at right there. Was that way just like uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. The funny thing is, and they still they still almost win it, right? Like Malik Beasley. I don't know if you they've ever said it's possible to get a shot off with point three seconds, but it sure like looked like he got it off. Uh, yeah, it looks like he got it off. 
Um, and you're supposed to be able to get it off with point three. I think you have to have point three. Um, they the they thing. asked the refs and made sure that like we have enough time to do a shot right. They said yeah, he caught it and he let it go. You know, I mean now part of that's home court. You know, scorer starts the, the clock, but right. You know, it, he got it off. Um, it would have been great if it went in. Like, there's a lot of those shots in the last few games where if it goes in, it's all glorious. Like the the Nuggets are about four shots from, you know, winning the last three games. It's, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's been. Uh, it's been despite despite the struggles, uh, they've 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 been able to to have it right there, right there in their clutches. They they just haven't been able able to 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 seal the deal. That that was the story in the Milwaukee game as well, right? And and again, Gary Harris, like I, it's just so mind boggling to me for a, a player like you said, as smart as he is, to the way he played D that in that Brooklyn game. And then when he decides to foul Chris Middleton with 30 seconds, you're down three. Yeah, just a there's complete, 30 seconds left. Complete breakdown of understanding what's going on in the game. I don't. There was no need to foul him. It doesn't help anything. Like you let them play it out because you know if you get the rebound, you get the ball. Like right, just play it you out. Got, you're down three. It's one possession. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, especially because it's not like it, if it was Giannis, uh, you know, maybe maybe you foul the guy and make right, him run from the free that. throw line yep. and conserve and conserve time, right? But Chris Middleton shoots eighty seven percent from the free throw line. Yeah, and so no, he's, Chris Chris is a great player, and honestly, like I understand that whole last bit there. Paul Millsap should have gotten an and one on his foul sh- on his play, which would have cut the lead. You know, you know what I mean? Like there were any number of things that went wrong in that last minute that I'm sure will show up on the last two minute report again. Um, But it's, it's just the lack of, of understanding and being in control of the situation at the end of the games has been uh, a little frustrating. Uh, They, the nuggets are, like I said, a very young team, but they're going to have to start understanding how to do these important moments, these closing moments. They need a steady hand. And unfortunately, tonight there were several plays near the end. The Malik Beasley turnover into mm-hmm. well, I guess it was a Jamal Murray turnover. Like that, two guys who are not on the same page when you absolutely have to be on the same page about where this pass is going and what's going to happen. And yep. and they were not there. Uh, Jamal Murray dumping the ball off to Jokic for no reason and having a turnover. Like passes in tight in close situations, bouncing off people's legs. It's just things you can't be doing late. You, you can't be giving up those sorts of, of plays. You need to be crisp, and they were, they've were they not been crisp. And it's just yep. been it's been essentially a very frustrating experience with young players. Um, I mean, I've talked before that I, I'm not sure that Jamal Murray is, is a point guard in the future, I, that he seems to me to have plateaued in his, his playmaking ability. And yeah, he's... So I'm, I'm worried that he's just going to that as a shooting guard, you cannot be relying on him to run late game offense when every possession is critical and they're keying on you on every possession and they're working on, you know, stealing the ball from you or making you turn the ball over and ball security is not his strong suit in those sorts of tight possessions. It's just not what he does. Meanwhile, you have Monte Morris, who's got a 10 to 1, you know, assist to turnover ratio. um, And he's sitting on the bench uh, during these times when the Nuggets are busy turning the ball over. It's... They're going to have to figure out how they want to close games and who can take care of the ball because it's been a problem 
for the last few games now. Yeah, they. Yeah, they've got so much riding on Jamal being able to be be the point guard for them because that that allows them to to essentially keep him and Gary Harris. Yes, both of those guys are starters, you know, and and then you also got Will Barton, so it's really hard uh, if one of them can't play the point guard position, then then it's really hard to to see how you keep both of them, uh, and of course Gary is the guy who's already under contract for for. Uh, quite a bit so that's that's going to be something i think to follow this season yeah. with with them is because because the other thing is monty morris has looked really good and listen isaiah thomas is going to come back at some point and you, the expectation is for him to play where is he going to play also when will barton comes back as well i mean where you can't play monty morris malik beasley jamal murray gary harris will barton and isaiah thompson you can't play <laughs> all those there's guys. no lineup you can play them together in yeah right so so you're gonna have somebody's gonna have to get benched probably two of those guys out of that group might end right. up uh losing minutes and i don't see how you bench monte morris at this point i really don't yeah like, i don't either he's he's so critical when the bench came back when the nuggets were down 11 or i well, i think it was 11 to start against against the uh against the bucks you know to start the fourth quarter it was either 10 or 11 points and they he, they you know he he led that charge back in just a couple of minutes you know crisp right. passes well executed plays you know smart he he knows when to take the three when to drive the hoop when to pass he's not the biggest guy but he's got quick hands he stay he's got quick feet so he stays in front of people even though he's not the biggest guy. He's he's quite a good player, and it's great that the Nuggets have him, but they're going to have to figure out how to deploy him. You can't bench a guy like that. Um, he's He's got to be in a rotation. So they're going to have some rotation tightening to do and some minutes adjusting to do. Who plays when? Who starts? Who closes? And right now, the Nuggets are, are having trouble with their closing lineup actually closing, and that's a very strange thing for me to keep watching. Exactly. I mean, you think about the guy like you look at him. Um, you look at Monty Morris, a guy with his like per thirty six numbers. You know, he like you said, he's almost a, he's like about a ten to one uh, assist to turnover ratio. He's he's he would be a, like That's a 13, thirteen to six guy. You know, I mean, yep. it's he's 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 just solid. He gives them he gives them the steady hand that they need and allows Jokic to play make allows Gary Harris to play make allows, you know, when he's on the playing, obviously with the bench, you know, he, Trey Lyles, I mean, he's got a great connection with Mason Plumlee. Um, he's, he's making everything work. And that bench unit has been, has been absolutely, I mean, once again, every single night, the bench unit has come out every single night and they've come out to play. You know, it's usually been the starters in the losses. It's been the starters who have, uh, who have fallen short. Yes. They, the, the, you know, I don't, it's going to be tough. It's it's going to be a tough uh, decision for Coach Malone to make once once these some of these players get healthy. Because don't don't forget if I mean if Michael Porter Jr. gets healthy as well, there's another guy who who's going to be playing on the wings uh, and needing you'd want to give minutes. You know, obviously if he he was able to play, so lots of lots of tough decisions there. All right, I tell you what we'll do. We will go ahead. We will take a break. 
and as soon as we come back um, we will we will go ahead and we'll turn the page we will look towards the upcoming uh, into this homestand this four game homestand then of course they'll have two more games they will play Houston on Tuesday so we'll take a break and we'll be right back we've all been there when the budget's the tightest or a time is the shortest that's when disaster strikes the last thing anyone wants to deal with in these times is an electrical issue in their home or business maybe your light suddenly won't turn on or maybe a home inspector wants that electrical service changed before you can close out on a property you're selling heck Maybe it's not even an emergency at all and you're just looking to finish out your basement or get some power ran to that new AC unit. Whatever your need may be, give Sun Electrical a call. They're a family owned and operated business that serves the front range and you can be assured that you'll not only get the highest quality service, but you'll also get the most affordable price as well. Mike, the owner of Sun Electrical, will come to your home or business personally to evaluate your situation and provide a free estimate. And he stands by the work Sun performs as a fully licensed and insured electrical contractor. So give him a call, 719-659-6888. Don't be fooled by the phone number as they'll serve the entire front range from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins and everywhere in between. That's 719-659-6888. 719-659-6888. Sun Electrical, the home of truly affordable electrical work. Gordon Gross, we spent the first half of that show breaking down a rough week for the Denver Nuggets. We're going to turn our focus now towards one of the upcoming games this season, starting with the Houston Rockets. Apparently, uh, Carmelo Anthony less uh, Houston Rockets. That's what I was saying. That's such a strange you. thing, too. I mean, it, it's not unexpected. Like, I mean, that's kind of how Iverson went out, was thinking he needed to be the man as his skills were rapidly mm-hmm. declining. Uh, and I feel like that's exactly the way that uh, Carmelo's career is going is that he doesn't realize um, his own limitations at this point uh, and he right. just he can't he, he's an old dog and he can't adjust to the new NBA and I just I, I, I worry about I think his career is coming to a close real quick so here's the thing uh, you know he's pretty much following the Iverson Allen Iverson's path right yeah um, so Iverson, of course, got traded from, he had like his last hurrah, his last good play with the Nuggets, like Melo did with the Knicks. Uh, he then got traded from them to the Pistons, like Melo did to the Thunder, played a year, uh, didn't do much. It was very similar. <clears throat> went to the next team, Iverson, if you remember, went to go play for the Grizzlies. Uh, and, and Melo, of course, goes to the Rockets and, um, they both barely play any games at right. all and are gone really early in the season. Uh, you know what the next step is then? He can't come back. <laughs> first He's off, coming home. First off, his Mello's number is not available. His number is not available, so he can't come uh, back. 
We'll give him. We'll give him like seven or whatever. Wait, isn't that Trey Lyles' number? I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was just thinking about that. I was like, there it is. That will be the full Iverson story. He's got to come play the rest of the season here in Denver. Uh, and then it'll be <laughs> it'll be finished. Uh, no, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see that game now. I guess with against the Rockets, they uh, classically give the Nuggets all kinds of trouble. Quinn Capella, James Harden, Quinn Capella, and Quinn Capella play, specifically. So yeah, well, he played tonight. Yeah, so. but he said he, he said his knee was bugging him, and he might not go in Denver. And so that that's my hope. That bodes really my well. my hope is that he's <laughs> not there to put down like twenty seven alley oops over jo- over Jokic. That's my hope. Because that was the most annoying thing about playing the Rockets last year was Harden drives the paint, Jokic gets in front of him, he throws it right over Jokic, who can't jump high enough, and Capella dunks. Rinse, repeat, do that about 15 times a game. It was brutal, and I don't want to see that again. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I'm not sure sure if if you... uh, you, If he goes... What you would do if you would try and maybe put Millsap uh, over on Capel, of course, then who does that leave? Uh, who's that going to leave Jokic up on? Um, I can't remember uh, who they would, I guess, who they would play on power forward there. But uh, obviously the other, the other big matchup for them would be um, James Harden and, and Gary Harris. The, James Harden Gary's and guy... no one who's staying in front of James Harden. <laughs> That's the right. next big matchup. You are correct. Right. Gary's a guy who's uh, <clears throat> been one of those guys who, I mean, he's, he's not, he, when we talked about people having a bad week, he was certainly uh, certainly one of them. He struggled at least towards the end of that week with uh, the Brooklyn game specifically. Uh is it, does it come down to, I mean, do the Nuggets basically, because here's the thing, after that they play Atlanta, right? And they, if, boy, if you lose to Atlanta, then you got a lot of you got a lot of problems. So, I mean, Gordon, does it come down to this? Do, do the Nuggets, like, I mean, do you expect that they pretty much have to win these two games to get you back into that feel-good moment? Uh, and, and at least you can say, okay, well, at least they salvaged going 500 on the homestand. Uh, do they need to? Yeah. Are they going to? I don't know. Like, but should they? Yes, that's exactly what I want to see. What I want to see from them is an understanding of what Houston likes to do, because Houston still hasn't been good at doing it yet. Um, and I would especially like to see if, if, especially if Capella doesn't start, or even if he does. Like, there's no one who can stop Jokic in this game. Like, get your butt in the in the paint and go to go to work. Like, right. I mean, it's not even a it's not even a question. Like, who's who, what's who's going to stop you? Like, what's what's going to happen in this game? Uh. But we need the, the Nuggets to be aggressive. I don't I don't like it when the Nuggets are... I don't know. They have this read and react thing. And when they're... When they are thinking too hard about basketball, they usually do it wrong. They just... They, yeah. they just do. They're young and they need to go do what they do. Um, it'd be nice if they can shoot tomorrow or uh, against Houston. But like... Really, I would expect that they should win this game against Houston. I, that's weird to say, but, but I've watched Houston games this year. If Houston comes out like that, they should beat Houston. Right, right, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, I, obviously uh, they're, they're going to be a bit banged up. Chris Paul dealing dealing with a little, a little bit of an elbow uh, issue as well. So, 
you've got to take advantage of this game. Yeah, uh, you've got. I mean, you you pretty much just just you know what? If if Harden's gonna score, then then you're gonna let him score. But but if you can't let these other guys, you can't let Chris Paul kill you. You can't let Clint Capella kill you. That was the same um, game plan for tonight for the the game against the Bucks, man. Like. The game against the Bucks was give Giannis <laughs> then, his his thirty five points, and then let everybody make sure you don't let anybody else kill you. Well, guess what? Everybody else killed you in this game, like well, you know, because you don't understand that their center can shoot threes. Apparently, it's yeah. Well, that was a bit that was a bit absurd, though. It, it, I know he was he was hotter, you know, than a volcano on the on the sun. I get it, but like you gotta. You gotta understand KYP. I think that was what uh, Malone was saying after the game was he was mad. He felt like his guys didn't watch film on, um, on the Bucks. He's like they played, and I don't think our guys watched it. Right. You know, and uh, hopefully they've watched the the Rockets. I mean, they've played them enough recently. They should have watched them. It's very true. They, uh, I mean, they they certainly you know obviously like you said, Brook Lopez. I mean, he got he got unconscious there, which was. It's just silly. The this is now not another well, silly game. The three point shooting in this whole game was silly all over the place. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, Millsap was was draining them there uh, for a while. Was hit, hit like a couple in a row. But I mean, L- Lopez got ridiculous hot. But it started with them, light, you know, playing uh, pretty slack defense on him. And once a guy hits a couple and starts seeing him go down, you know, that's how he starts then getting these you know these stupid shots that he's hitting from four or five feet behind the three-point line. Right. Uh, <clears throat> it's overall, you know, overall, like you said, yeah, they, they, they didn't know their personnel um, against that Bucks game, so they've got to do that against this Rockets team, which is, you know, it's going to be a, a team who maybe who maybe is going to have some relief knowing now that Carmelo Anthony's not going to that That whole part is uh, not hanging over them anymore. Uh, they're a team who you, you can't expect um, – a guy like Eric Gordon to shoot like he did against the Pacers, you know, he'll probably step up um, his game and, and, and be looking to, to rebound from that performance. And another kind of guy who could, you could see killing the nuggets if they don't, uh, if they don't pay attention to him and, and let him shoot three. Absolutely. So, uh, they, you know, they got to bounce back. They got to bounce back one way or another. And because this is, uh, this is a chance to, uh, to either, either pretty much keep riding this high or, or I think make it, Make it quickly, <laughs> quickly a uh, back to you know hashtag nug life. Uh, yeah, no they they they've got to break the streak. It's it's done now. Like these were these are the errors a young team makes. They pulled out a couple of close ones early. They won some early games that gave them a cushion, but they've they've now expended the cushion. The the team is about at the record that I would have expected them to start the season with. That's fine. Now you got to go win some other games like. Right. Get it back under control. Good teams don't let sour weeks turn into sour months. So, yep. time to go get it done. Yep, absolutely. Um, they'll close it out. They'll close out the week against another team who's going through the same thing. New Orleans Pelicans, of course. They were uh, there was all that talk um, that first that first game with uh, the the Nuggets and the Pelicans. Of course, they were both two of the hotter teams in the NBA. Now both of them have cooled off. New Orleans, of course, is well. New Orleans got cooled off some... because you know their star player <laughs> got injured. So right. That 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 cools anybody off, really. I was going to say New Orleans, of course, um, dealing with some injuries. But Davis says, I mean, he's been back now, and they've won two in a row. They just had that New Orleans had this just ridiculous um, six game losing streak in there. I guess now, I now who are who do you think? 
Gordon is more likely to bounce back. And is it New Orleans now? They're they're they're. I mean, they have now they have one two in a row. Whereas the Nuggets are still in the downswing. Um, but are you are you worried? I guess about uh, trying to bounce back against a team like New Orleans, who is also uh, trying to get back on the upswing. Well, currently I worry about <coughs> every team in the NBA because it looks like I mean the Nuggets made the Nets look like the second best team in the East. So right. I I just don't I don't know what the Nuggets are gonna put together. The Nuggets are an amazingly talented team, but if if they're not focused, it makes it it makes it really hard to understand what they're going to do possession to possession. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I worry about the Pelicans. They're a talented enough team that they can cause Denver trouble. Like I worry about the Rockets. I don't worry about the Hawks yet, but I'm sure the Nuggets will make me try. <laughs> The Hawks, uh, you know, they're um, are they? Yeah, exactly. They, they could they could make the the Nuggets look look silly, right? Could Trey Young uh, score like thirty points? Oh yeah, on on drop thirty on Denver. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, that just seems like something that that could definitely happen. But but we said that all last week, and this team came back and you know and and made play after play, or I guess now two weeks ago. And won gaming and, 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 you know, and grinded out the wins and, and, and found a way to win it. We, I think this now, this, we're seeing this, the vulnerability, right? Because they didn't grind out that win uh, against the Grizzlies because Jokic didn't hit that three right. at the buzzer. They, they didn't, um, Malik Beasley didn't hit the three at the buzzer to, to beat, um, Brooklyn. And then, and then, of course, they, they lose the game down the stretch to Milwaukee when it looked like they had it suddenly. Uh, it's looking a lot like it did last season, right? Where they're having they got clunky offense. Yeah. Jokic is doing weird things where he's going one game, he's not shooting. He takes one shot the next game. He what has like thirty seven points and twenty one rebounds. You know, I mean, it, it's just very reminiscent of how they started out last season. And you you hope that they can they don't like you said they don't let it spiral into an entire month's worth of. Uh, poor play. Well, and and you know, Malone talks a lot about know your personnel. Everybody does. Like KYP is standard sports speak. Uh, honestly, at times I think you need to know yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Don't worry about them. What do you do? Go do what you do. And you know what the Nuggets do is not clunky, weird iso ball in the half court. That's not their game. And I understand that teams are shutting off, you know, back cuts and stuff. And I understand that teams are much more aware of how great a passer Jokic is. But even in this game against mm-hmm. the Bucks, you could watch people just standing around the outside. Nobody's cutting. Movement's not there. You know, I don't know if they're tired from playing defense, which is possible. But it it concerns me, you know, that they had to shoot 50% from three, basically, to stay in this game with the Bucks. Uh, right. They That's not their offense. I, I mean, it's great when they can hit those. Those three should be open, and they should be hitting more of them. But their offense is not, you know, set three-point records with all of our great outside shooters. Um, their offense is get the right shot, the open shot, and take it. And right now, they're not really doing that. Um, uh, the tonight uh, against the uh, against the Bucks in that game, um, Jokic didn't get very many rebounds because he was out past the three-point line on um, Lopez the whole time. Um, which is fine, but then you should be able to get a rebound and throw it ahead. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have a seven-foot guy standing out there who can catch a ball and then make some offense happen, but they weren't running the court that way. Um, 
it's it's very odd to me that every year the Nuggets go in and they can't remember what offense they run for a couple of months. Like, I understand it when Jogic was, you know, some guy who's supposed to be your bench center and then becomes your star. And I understand it when Millsap, you know, comes in and, uh, you know, you're trying to adjust the offense to him and nobody knows how this is really going to work. But none of that happened this year. Like, this this offseason was supposed to be the offseason where Denver's actual offense is the offense they run the whole season. Instead of yep. just like, you know, December 15th on. But it still looks like they're struggling to find their offense and find their identity because they spent so much of their, their time working on their defense. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It's, it's, it's 100% right. And it's that's why I think we're seeing these crazy uh, up and down up and down waves, like I said, with from from guys like Jokic. I mean, now Millsap, you know, against the Bucks, he was he was lights out, but he's been uh, at the beginning of the season he couldn't he couldn't buy a basket. We, we let me ask you this, I guess, to close out the show. Uh, now we see the change the change in, in at small forward from from Tory Craig to to Wancho Hernan Gomez that seemed to, to that work off? a little bit better. But on the other side. I mean, they gave up 121 points to the Bucks. Yeah, so, but again, you're talking about a team that I don't remember what the Bucks shot from three, but it was something around 50. percent It was ridiculous. Like it, it was ridiculous. There are shots that are being made where there are just there are just games where you just try to keep up, and the Nuggets just had a game where they had to keep up. If they had, if they had been playing Tory Craig, they would have gotten blown out by 20. It wasn't it wasn't defense that was letting them down necessarily that sometimes your opponent just can't miss. And I mean, the other guys get paid too. Um, th- that's, that's one of those things that I, I hate. I know why coaches do it when they talk about how any shot that the other person makes is a problem with your defense. Sometimes you just tip your cap and, and the bucks were out there just throwing it in from everywhere on the court. It was beautiful, but it was annoying, but beautiful. Um, <laughs> but really, Tory Craig got a DNP in that game, and I don't know that he needed to have a DNP. Where they could have used him on somebody like Chris Middleton. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, I, these are those those issues where um, Malone is not known as a a um, adroit substitutor. Um, he'll let things roll a little longer than he should. He'll um, forget that he has guys on his bench that he has. He'll forget who's been playing. He gets caught up in the moment, and that's not bad, necessarily. But don't I? I don't expect um, amazing substitutions and you know preternatural understanding of who can, who's hot today and who's not to be a part of his coaching strategy. That's not his game. He he preps his guys before the game. Um, so I'm glad that Wancho got in the game and started. I'm glad that Wiles played like Wiles is supposed to play. Um. Those are players that they need, and I would like Tory Craig to be a situational defender if Malone wants to expand his rotation to include situational defenders. You know, but in this game, when the other team's shooting lights out, you have two options. One is, well, let's shut them down on defense, put in my defenders, and one is, leave Malik Beasley and others on the floor to keep spreading the offense so we can keep up. And he went with option two, and I think option two was the right call. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know, you just, uh, 
Uh, yeah, even, even to, for the bench, you have man. To find balance, but because like you know, the bench came back with that with that run in the fourth. If you put Tory Craig in there and the, with the bench in the fourth, maybe that run doesn't happen. You needed yeah. your scorers you know, out there. The, we weren't the the Nuggets were not protecting a lead, so you 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 can throw defense out there to protect the lead, but I don't think you should be throwing defense out there in a stalemate. Not if you're not a defensive team. So I I think for them the right move was starting Wancho, and then as the game as they could not get that lead and they didn't have anybody. Um, they they had to keep scoring because one defender does not a defense make. I was glad to see that they left their scorers in to try to keep up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the um, you got to find obviously some balance there between between your offense and defense. But I I, I like the way that Wancho looked, and I like that you know Tory Craig gets the DMP, but that that it, Monty Morris ends up being the guy with uh, the most minutes off your bench which i think is uh, that's how that which should i think be. is yeah exactly that's that's a good thing that's uh and, and he was uh he was he played uh, once again had another great game monty's been uh playing well he only scores 5 points but he gets 10 assists off the bench uh for the team zero turnovers so that's you know that's a, that's the, running it, your it's offense giving, man it's yeah and it's giving him more opportunity to play the game because now Wancho's playing in the starters uh and and, and, and Craig's not they're 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 back to a nine man instead of a ten man rotation right um it's worked out well for them uh well, it hasn't I, worked I, out I yet but I think that the well yeah I think, <laughs> it should I, 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 that well should work better I like that better. That's a, that's much much better way of putting it. I think we should we should probably just call it call it a show. Uh, on that note, um, <clears throat> make sure you guys are following us uh, out on Twitter. I'm at Zach Nikosh. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. Uh, of course, at Denver Stiffs and over on Instagram at the Denver Stiffs. Also on Facebook, give us a follow and a like, and on YouTube. Uh, now we have a YouTube channel. If you guys ever want to see these these uh, press conferences, if you want to see, you know, Jokic's now infamous one words press conference, um, you can find all that stuff on our on our on our YouTube channel. Plus some cool uh, cool other content out there that you you probably sometimes can't even find on the site because uh, you know we like to make funny videos, but they uh, they sometimes get frowned on by corporate overlords <laughs> so <laughs> all that to say make sure you're checking us out on youtube subscribe to that channel as well and on itunes stitcher wherever you guys are listening uh to the podcast you now we did finally merge the old pickaxe pundit show and the uh and, and the new the new network together so uh if you were following that show before that's fine you should now be getting all the uh, all the new new episodes including the you know the dig uh nuggets numbers and full court press all those shows um going going on as well so make sure you're checking all that stuff out all right mr gordon gross i appreciate it sir of course no problem and again as i've i've said before no one's still listening at this point but the nuggets are a very (laughs) talented team they will get it together their record is fine right now calm down nuggets universe Just expect them to go ahead and learn from this past week because, wow, is there a lot of film to learn from. Stop typing hot fire into the comment section. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Don't burn. Don't melt down the stiffs. That's all I'm asking. Just go, go cool off. You know, go have a popsicle. Come back. It's a long season, everybody. Everything's fine. We'll, We'll talk it out. We'll talk it out. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week.